from the frozen lands of Minnesota. Two adventurers, Adam and usually Dave, battle the harshest internet connections to bring you another episode of the Digital Soup Podcast. Their opinions are unqualified, but the conversations are good. All right, welcome back, everybody. I'm Usually Dave. Joining me, as always, is my good friend Adam, and we are the Digital Soup Podcast. We are answering questions that you didn't ask. Adam, I hope you've got some good questions for us this week. Oh, I've got the best questions. All the best questions. Week. Yeah. For lockdown, coronavirus, quarantine week. Yeah, it's been a Weeks. little... Uh, one of those interesting weeks where I'm sure it's uh, hard to find something that's not tied to to the news because I think oh. we're all a little bit terrified. But agreed, yeah, it's everything is COVID nineteen related. It's yeah, and which I mean, it's it kind of has to be in a sense. It does, and and you know, I, I thought about that, and not to talk about adventures and creativity much, but you know, I've been struggling there, like. Trying to find motivation isn't the right word, but trying to find like what's the right tone to take with all this, you know, because I don't want to come across as feeling like tone deaf or flippant, you know, but at the same time, mm -hmm. it's like, I think a, a sense of normalcy sometimes is needed, you know, and, and that's what we're going to do here is, is keep it normal, keep it fun, give people a little, little bit of an escape, hopefully from, yeah. The, uh, the anxiety and dread that many of us are feeling. <laughs> I personally have been re-watching old episodes of Star Trek The Next Generation. Oh, I'm sorry. Yep. <laughs> don't don't be sorry. I enjoy it. <laughs> kid. I got, I got emails, remember, a few episodes back, and uh, I made a crack about Star Trek and not loving it and stuff. And he said, <laughs> I don't hate it. I just didn't love it. And I, I got some messages saying, why do you hate Star Trek? What's wrong Stop with you? Stop hating the Trek. <laughs> it's like, no, well, I'm just having fun. It's just a reminder, speaking of watching things, uh, yeah. coming up in April, on April 17th, when we're that episode drops, mm -hmm. we're going to be doing a super review of Avatar. So yeah. be sure to watch or rewatch Avatar, folks. Mm -hmm. so you can enjoy the conversation with us. Yep, it's it's kind of like, you know, we talked about the idea before of a book club and we wanted to we want these super reviews to feel very much like a movie club, a digital soup movie club. So watch it with us. Don't just listen to us. I mean, we love it that you listen, but it'll it'll make it so much better if you just, you mm -hmm. know, give it a watch. Forget the lobster. <laughs> I never did hear how many people if any actually went and watched it. <laughs> um, I know I know Jason reached out to us and said, "Man, after hearing you guys talk about it, I bet you nobody goes to listen to that. <laughs> and I don't That's blame right. them. I don't blame them. So let's get right into it. What are what are the uh, the biggest questions you've got this week that we're going to uh, we're going to answer for people? Well, the first of all, again, these questions come from the internet, so we didn't make them up. We're just mm -hmm. uh, reading what we see out there. So, what's classy when you're rich, but trashy when you're poor? Ooh. Hmm. Mm hmm. Classy. This is kind of a tough one. Yeah. Um. Man, I am. I'm stumped right off the bat here. Get get, get us rolling and give us give us an idea what you're Let's thinking. See here, classy when you're rich, trashy I, when you're poor. I was thinking like, you know, 
some kind of tire wheel spinners on your car, which, you know, when you're rich, they're probably real expensive and look cool. But when you're poor and, you know, they're probably cheap old plastic ones make you look like a fool. But that's kind of, mm. that's kind of, uh, surface level, you know, uh, what do they call that? Not, uh, I can't think of the word surface level is the only thing come up with track classy when you're rich. That is a really good question. Hmm. Um, so I do have, I do have a few internet answers for this because I can't honestly think of one. Yeah. Maybe they'll get it. Give, give us one and so, we'll see if it gets us going. Being dressed in a bathrobe throughout the day. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, that I'd agree. <laughs> Very true. Sipping on champagne at all hours of the day. If you're rich, you know, it's, it's a good status symbol, but uh, if you're poor, it might <laughs> yeah. look like you're just Drinking home drunk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, day drinking in general. That, that could yeah. look a little trashy. <laughs> oh, man. This is that, actually, now I pasted this question in there and I uh-huh. hadn't given any thought. It's actually hard to come up with something like that. It is. I mean, and you know, the worst part is, and, and this isn't to, to try and, you know, so, you know, kind of anger from poor to rich and stuff like that. But when you think about it, a lot of the stuff is going to be very materialistic. I think when you, when you come up with things like the bathrobe, you know, cause mm-hmm. it's so true. It's, it's like when, when these people are just loaded rich like that, they don't have to leave that bathrobe all day, you know, whereas when you're poor, it just looks like you're lazy and don't want to get a job kind of a thing. Okay. Here's my next favorite one. Right. Shooting stuff on your own property. Shooting that stuff on your property. <laughs> I, I instantly got a vision of like some uh, old British family that's like got the foxhounds and they're out, you know, yep. shooting stuff. And Oh, capital. Right. Set the target up again. Right, right. And then you've got the... Uh, <laughs> then you've got me growing up. Yeah, or, or <laughs> me, you know. off of a log. Up I was literally range. shooting yeah. in my dad's yard like three days ago as we record this over the weekend because he bought a new pistol. And so we were testing out the new <laughs> pistol and it was a lot of fun shooting, but <laughs> that's oh, very man. true. Shooting you know, stuff. If yeah. you think about it, like the ultra rich doing like, uh, co- cocaine or, you know, stuff like that versus, you know, if, if you, if you have no money and you're smoking crack, it's just like yeah. different types of drug, drug abuse. Mm. What about, what about in the food know. realm? Oh man, that's a good Good question. Because, you know, there's got to be some foods that that the really rich people, like, indulge in that if you were poor, you would just look like a schmuck. Eating fish eggs, maybe? Yeah, like caviar (laughs) and uh, snails. What do they call snails? Snails, for sure. Uh, Escargot. Escargot versus uh, going grabbing some grubs in the garden. Yep. Having a lot of dogs, maybe? Well, yeah. Because, yeah, when, when you're rich and got this big mansion... And lots of, you know, the estate grounds where you can have the dogs running versus when you got a, you know, one bedroom efficiency apartment and crammed in 47 cats. Yep. Yep. Then you become a uh, nuisance. But yeah, we don't, we don't want to, we don't want to hate too much on people, but that's a good question. Listeners, I'd love to hear what you come up with on that one. That's actually a tough question because yeah, honestly, nobody looks great doing a lot of that stuff. No. And it's kind of a dangerous (laughs) question, you know, in in today's climate of like, oh, no kidding. Class. You look trashy having that. But this (laughs) rich guy, he looks great. Well, I just go back to last week. You know, what does Justin Bieber do? And, uh, (laughs) Anyone else? Well, he looks trashy doing it, so it don't matter. 
<laughs> what yeah, was he known yeah. for? Do you remember his scandal where he he got in trouble in a nightclub because he was no. peeing in a mop bucket and stuff and getting in fights mm. you know, with the help and stuff like that? Uh, it looks trashy no matter what. Yeah, but if you were poor, it looks really trashy. When you're rich, you just look yeah, like this an is, entitled This is more of a snob. question of, hey, what are some double standards we as society have? Yeah. Ooh, that's a great question. I like it. What really, a way to kick off, man. <laughs> top answer I see from multiple threads is Florida. <laughs> I don't know why. Because the Florida man. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Pretty much. All right. Well, let's get away from this question. Let's move all to something right. a little more fun here. What? Okay. Let's say all sports have to be played drunk. What's okay. the most enter- entertaining sport to watch now? Mm. <laughs> Yeah. I think foot, drunk football would be hilarious. It would, although I think it would be incredibly dangerous. frustrating. You know, I don't even know how dangerous it would be because you wouldn't be having completed passes. You know, the, the people would be just so uncoordinated running. It'd be a lot of stumbling around. That'd be fun. I think hockey would be really entertaining and probably the oh, most man. dangerous. Yeah. You got skates, yep. sticks. I mean, you could think, uh, Go ahead. <laughs> Like track and field track running would be. They're, they're, there's no way they're staying in the lines. <laughs> there's there's exactly. actually been games. There's been like games of drunk walking where it's, you're just stumbling. Okay. Now, I remember, I don't want to, I won't name names. I don't want to call anyone out, but I remember a, a mutual friend of Jason and I, and you, you may have met him a time or two, but I, you, I, I'm pretty sure he wasn't really in our circles, but. Whenever we would, he'd have parties at his, at his, he lived at home. So his mom would be gone a lot. And, um, we'd every now and then have some parties there. Well, inevitably it'd be like two o'clock in the morning in the summer, the grass would be soaking wet with dew and everything, you know, just kind of gross and miserable party Mm -hmm. was fun. Everyone would be hammered and the shoes would come off and all of a sudden they'd be having barefoot sprint races in his big yard he had out in the country. And every time people wake up the next day, like toenails ripped off and oh, just like oh. their feet would just be, I never raced. Cause by that time I wasn't really drinking much anymore, but man, I, I yeah, for some reason racing was one that they loved to do when they were drunk. Let's see who can run oh. the fastest. <laughs> what about <laughs> tracking other track and field sports though? Imagine the hurdles. <laughs> you mean the, you mean that they call, they rename it the trips yeah the run-throughs <laughs> <laughs> who put that there or like uh the the high uh the pole vault is what i'm thinking yeah oh the high jump someone running with a big giant stick trying to hit that tiny little anchor yeah. hole there and boxing would be hilarious um, well we've seen you go to go to any bar in our area over a weekend <laughs> and you see that outside yeah hockey though to me that seems like Hockey's the one, the winner, that, huh? you know, like th- I, I, well, and the thing is this, this isn't to, to knock our Canadian friends. Cause here in Minnesota, we're known as a state of hockey as well. Yep. You know, there's a lot of bar league hockey tournaments that happen on the weekends, you know? And so that's the mm-hmm. thing. Like, I don't know if that would be up there, you know, just for that. Cause it, it's kind of like saying, Oh, baseball would be funny if people were hammered. Well, go watch any bar league softball team. Because yeah, you that's know true. that's what it is. To me, I, I honestly, I, I think some of the track and field sports would be the the most hilarious. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend swimming because somebody's probably going to drown. Right. What about um, gymnastics? Like, think of them trying to you know jump up on the <laughs> like the rings and stuff, and, and not the rings, but you know when they're the parallel bars or whatever when they're flipping all over. 
<laughs> I can't get it. I mean, it it, it would be it's super too dangerous. Far. <laughs> It'd be I'm super dangerous, asleep. but you, know, you can yeah. always throw NASCAR into the race. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just it's probably liter- illegal. Literally, <laughs> here's a car that goes 200 miles an hour, and you are hammered. <laughs> Have at it. To, yeah. <laughs> the sport lasted one event and then was banned by all countries. Yeah. I think uh, maybe archery would be hilarious to watch. Mm. <laughs> yeah, as long as you could have protections in place so they weren't like shooting each other. Yeah, they'd have their own lane or something. I yeah, don't know. you know, a single thing. No, you know, yeah, <laughs> something like that. Okay, that's so a, you've been you've you've been given a ray gun that multiplies the size of its target by one hundred. What do you shoot to cause the most chaos? And confusion. Well, I always love that scene in, in Ant-Man and the Wasp when they're having the high-speed car chase and she throws a Pez dispenser out and then blows it up like that. And so it's like <laughs> enormous. And when the um, the Thomas the Train in Ant-Man, the, the first Ant-Man, is on the window ledge and then gets hit by the, the pin particles and gets full-size train, boom, and collapses there, that was pretty good too, but... <laughs> I think honestly it'd be terrifying, but a chicken. <laughs> a live chicken. <laughs> yeah. Or a cat. Oh man, we'd be toast. Oh, yeah, we'd all be dead. Chaos and confusion. Yeah, to cause chaos and confusion. I think something like that. A cat, a chicken, uh, even a duck. Oh, look at this cute duck. <laughs> Until oh. it's ten stories tall. <laughs> Just the giant quack loud. Oh, chaos and confusion. Maybe the shoot the moon. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. Last week you said you went dark, and man, that, you're still there. I see. It's Suddenly just, the Earth's gravity is impacted. We, uh, the Earth gets sucked right to the surface of the moon from this massive gravity. We're underwater in the tide. <laughs> Wow, yeah. yeah. Just don't shoot the sun with it, I guess, yeah. Yeah, what what about uh, you know, it wouldn't necessarily cause chaos and confusion. But it, it certainly might be a benefit as if, you know, those stray Lego pieces your kids leave on the floor. At least you wouldn't step on them in the middle of the night. You might walk oh. right into it, but you could build the ultimate Lego house and shoot the whole house and, and then live in there. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, actually, you know what? A, a single Lego t- times one hundred isn't going to be that big. You'd have to shoot it multiple times. But I mean, even times one hundred, at least it would be big enough where you, you know it'd be like a football it's size, visible. maybe. So you, you, you know, you're not usually going <laughs> to step on like a football and be like, ah, in the dark, like a Lego would do. <laughs> what if you just go and go around shooting people's hands and feet? So they just, <laughs> just random, yeah, like like their <laughs> pinky finger, the, yeah, <laughs> just one. One small part. Just your nose. Well, one small part now. Wait, no, no we're <laughs> yeah. not that kind of a show. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Next. <laughs> Next. <laughs> so this is a more serious one. What is the creepiest thing that has ever happened to you or someone you know? Ooh. Well. And I've got a story here. Yeah, so. hit your story because mine, I've told on this podcast before about the haunted house I had. Remember when yes, I rented you did. that? You did. That's, yeah, that's I've already true. told the, the creepiest thing for me, so I have to think of something else uh, that might be as cre- creepy. So well, uh, for, let's for hear listeners yours. that haven't seen or haven't heard it, maybe give the abridged version after I'm done. Well, with this one. yeah, yeah. Hit us with your story, right. and we'll, so, we'll tell that. As a kid, probably 15 years old, I was staying at my buddy Brian's place in, on the Iron Range, and his mom 
had a boyfriend that was staying over there at the same time that I was spending the night with, you know, at my buddy's place and I was sleeping on the couch and I heard the mom ask the boy, you know, I heard him like ask, you know, where his blanket was or something like that. And I think my buddy's mom was like, oh, I think it might be out in the living room or something. So I've got, it's night. It's, you know, it's dark in there. I'm, I'm kind of trying to go to sleep. And I hear this guy rifling through stuff trying to find this blanket or whatever. All of a sudden he just slams the door like on a cabinet or something. And then I look up and he's standing right over me, staring at me, breathing really heavily like he's going to murder me. He was just like, <sighs> and I looked up and I didn't know what to do. I'm just a kid. And I just, I just kind of went, what, what? And then he like walked out. Wow. It was the strangest thing. I thought for sure I was going to get ended. You think he was sleepwalking kind of thing? No, I think he was psychotic. Or you thought he, you think he, uh, he figured you stole his blanket or whatever. That might've been it. Or did you steal his blanket? I have no idea. They just gave me a blanket to use. (laughs) But if that was the case, you know, I remember my mom picked me up the next day and I told her about it. She's like, well, we'd never let anything like that happen. I'm like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) You were, you're how many miles away? (laughs) Right. Oh boy. It was just the strangest thing, you know, as, as an, as a grown man to, you know, to do that to a, to a child basically. Right. I, I was either 15 or 14. You know what I mean? Like real young. And this was the but, the adult? Yeah, the adult was standing. Oh, I, I don't know why. I thought you said that the kid was standing over you. No, but. no, no. This was the the mom's boyfriend. This, oh. this dude had like, and he, he looked like, he looked kind of like Kip from Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> to that's, top it yeah, off. that's so even creepy. Talking like the, the Vincent Price slash Kip pencil mustache yeah, glasses. Right? Just like, oh, no. I'm going to be somebody's meal. Oh, oh. yeah, that's, <laughs> so yeah, that's that, not good. That really happened. And it's, I, I remember it very vividly. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was, that was scary, but oof, I made it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a survivor. All right. So tell us the ones, give us well, the rundown on that haunted house of yours again. So the, the kind of shortened version is I was renting this house and um, found out from my friend and listener, the mailman. Um, Patreon backer. I need to throw that in because it's uh, he supports us every month, as you should too. But he uh, got me into this place that apparently a, a woman had died of natural causes on the in the living room, and I didn't know about it at first, and then found out after, and had a bunch of weird stuff happening, like little noises, like big glass, you know, decorations I had that would like ping, like someone tapped them with a spoon or different things like that. And at one point, uh, one one night in particular, I was laying in bed, just had this horrible feeling. And this was a single bedroom, one story house. There was a small attic, but you couldn't walk up there. It was like a crawl space. And I heard clear as a, as day, footsteps walking above me in the ceiling, like heavy doom doom, you know, walking footsteps. And it freaked me out. I, I couldn't get out of bed. I, I finally did, and I followed them through the house, and they went in towards the other end of the house and disappeared, and then I, I heard all kinds of stuff like that. And that went on, probably I forget what it was, a week or two. And then uh. for <laughs> for protection, when it stopped happening, as weird as this sounds, you know, I hunt, and I have a couple deer head mounts and, and a bear mount and stuff, and I finally brought those and hung them on the walls there. And I had one hanging on the wall right before I'd go into the bedroom. And every night after that happened, I'd go to bed and I'd, I'd kind of look at that, the one mount that was there, the deer head and say, all right, guys, 
protect me while I sleep. Don't let it, don't let it get me. And I never heard those noises <laughs> again after that. But that Protected was creepy. by the deer heads. Yeah, that is ultra creepy. My <laughs> the other creepy one that you told me about that I remember was the uh, the footprints at the window. Oh yeah. Well that yeah that was that was just recently. Recent, yeah. Yeah. This winter. Uh, yeah, I had, and that was, you can hear that story probably, what, five, six episodes back, seven episodes back, but I had random footprints in the snow come up into my yard, look in my windows, check things out, and scoot back out the yard, and it was probably, I think we figured between five and seven in the morning. I was the only one home, but yeah, that freaked me out big time as well. Yikes. All right. <laughs> so, we need something, you need something happier. I'm yeah, getting scared Here's something basement. a little lighter. And this is, so we're, we're, we're in this kind of, everybody should be staying home. There should be social distancing. Right. A lot of, a lot of video watching, a lot of streaming going on. What are some good binge worthy YouTube channels to help people in quarantine pass the time? And I'm going to go log into YouTube and look at who I'm subscribed to right now. Yeah. And and I'm going to lean on you heavy here because I, I'll be honest, I don't consume a lot of YouTube for me. It's mostly like if I'm looking something up and I'll see something, I do enjoy the um, mm. who's the the guy with the the chicken wings, the hot ones, is it? Oh yeah, yeah, hot ones. Yeah. That one's pretty good. I, I enjoy that one. If you're looking to learn or you want to just kind of check out some cool photography stuff, Peter McKinnon uh, is a photographer up in Canada, Toronto area, I believe, and he's I mean he's got a million plus subscribers and puts out tons and tons of content. Now, as a photographer, some people may or may not like what he teaches and says and talks about they might feel it's a little too influencer but he, he seems like a pretty pretty good dude and, mm-hmm. and shares some really good knowledge he's really open with processes and he just did one recently actually where he went on fiverr mm-hmm. and it was pretty interesting he put out a request on fiverr for photoshop work just to see what people were doing out there and he yeah. paid everywhere from $5 up to $200 for people to Photoshop a mountain into this photo he had. And it was a woman walking in a desert. So it makes no sense, you know, a mountain, a snow-covered mountain in a desert. Sure. And he went through the results. He paid for them and, you know, all this stuff. And I won't spoil the video for you, but the best one was pretty surprising. All right. What was the name of that channel again? Peter McKinnon. Peter McKinnon. Okay. So as I'm looking through my list, I do, I do a lot of cooking. I really like to cook. Mm. So I've got a lot of channels that are cooking stuff. I'm going to go through those really quick for those that don't care. Um, barbecue pit boys is awesome to watch. It's just oh, yeah. a bunch of these dudes that are just making the most unhealthy, but delicious meals outdoors. You know, when, <laughs> in, it's all barbecue <laughs> stuff. They're like, yeah, we're going to take this five pound burgers here you know they're they're not that big but i mean like everything they do just looks awesome it's smoked briskets and lots of bacon and chicken and beef and that kind of stuff well Um, you sold me on their channel when they they did the impossible burger (laughs) versus the barbecue pit burger review that sold me on them yeah they're they're good uh binging with babish is a real popular one um this guy's got a real pro kind of YouTube channel and he, he makes a lot of meals that you see in movies, kind of recreates them from scratch. And he's, it's pretty funny. He's nice. Um, there is, of course, if you want to see lots of like America's funniest home video style fail videos, there's fail army. That's you can binge watch that for a long time. Oh yeah. Um, let's see here. Jim can't swim. It's that 
criminal psychology channel. Now, if you're going to binge watch something, this is probably my highest rated show. I've, I'm even a Patreon subscriber of theirs. Oh, wow. Their, their episodes are usually 40 minutes to an hour long, and they go into detail and they show you actual criminal um, interviews that are going on. And yeah. they'll stop and pause the video and break it down like here's the psychology of it, the different interrogation techniques they're using. It's it's all extremely fascinating and very well done. Hmm. Really fun to watch. That's Jim Can't Swim. Nice. Um, another really good one, lock picking lawyer. If you haven't heard of this guy, yes. this is a lawyer who picks locks and his they video is two minutes long. They should have heard about it. Yeah, yeah, we recommended it. Yeah, we did a recommendation on this one. So that one's great. Uh, Red Letter Media, if you want movie mm. reviews and stuff like that, they're just phenomenal. Right. You want to jam out to some cool cover songs. There's a, a funk um, a funk band called Scary Pockets that covers all kinds of different songs. Very well done and kind of like a funk style. So I definitely recommend that. Um, the Backyard Scientist, if you've never heard that. This guy mm-hmm. just does all these kinds of cool crazy experiments in his yard which is pretty <laughs> awesome so um yeah those are i i've got I a, just i just blasted a bunch of them out there but yeah i'm gonna throw a few more at you that i that i i looked at my youtube that i do do recommend the guy that does 10 second songs mm, yeah, um yeah. that one's very fun because he's a super talented vocal uh yep. artist very um frog leap studios is another music one where uh leo the guy the main uh guy on the channel the musician does a bunch of cover songs in different styles like in usually in a rock or metal style um so that one's very fun the frog leap studios and uh if another photography one if you're into more of the inspirational stuff he just got it going again he's a he's a well-known photographer but just got it going again his name is zach arias super cool dude and and really open with his process and, and everything else and then just as a general it's not one specific channel but I always find myself down a rabbit hole looking at the rabbit hole. Yeah. The vocal instructor listens to, you know, and insert a song here. Oh, like, yeah. You know, where you get like vocal coaches that'll watch like uh, Chris Cornell sing a song or whatever, or Alice in Change or something. And then they, they break down like the vocal qualities and, you know, what they think of it and all that kind of stuff and, and their reactions to it. Those are pretty fun also. Yeah, those are good. Everything that we've listed here has multiple videos that you can sit and binge. So yeah. definitely check that out. Okay. You are offered $10 million to eat the last object. And I inserted not person yeah. that you took a photograph of in its entirety. Oof. Do you accept why or why not? I can't. Um, okay. <laughs> the, the last Did you contract. Well, no, I, I just don't know. It, it would kill you. I don't even know how you'd go about it because it was a old rundown um, like homestead in the middle of a field with like trees. You gotta eat the whole thing. I, I don't. I, <laughs> I can't eat that. I mean, ten. I I guess for ten okay. million, maybe I'd try. Get started. Yeah. Get my Last. get my beaver going and chew on some wood. I guess I don't know. <laughs> oh man, that's well, have have fun with that. I just realized what I. I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean it that way. <laughs> Listeners, get your minds out of the gutter. I'm going through my pictures trying to find something that doesn't look like my dog or my kids because I'm not eating my dog. So the very early, the the picture prior to that though, I would eat for $10 million because I took a picture of the bread shelf at Walmart. Ooh. And I mean, I would be a little bit bloated, but uh, I was actually impressed that the the bread shelves were full. 
Yeah. I I don't weekend. uh Yeah, that that house was the last one on mine. Eat I'm actually house. on my phone I don't have much, but I'm I, I'm looking at my most recent photos in Lightroom and I shot a property. I photographed a property for a realtor recently. Those are some of the most recent ones. Um yeah, I don't I don't have much. I, I've got some okay. buildings and, and property. That's about it. All right. All right. Well, that was an easy one. Mm-hmm. So our last question of the day, you get superhuman strength for 24 hours. You get to keep it if you earn $100,000 in the given time limit. What do you do? Mm. You got 24 hours to earn $100,000. You got superhuman strength. Using superhuman strength. Man, I, I'd like to say you use it to like, you know, pull cars out of a ditch or, you know, lift stuff for people, but there's no way to earn a hundred thousand dollars lifting stuff that I can think of. So it would have to be, I think here's my plan. I would, I would approach one of the major networks demonstrate this strength so they see that it's real and give them exclusive rights to to the entire story yeah a breaking news has to happen now live stream it what network do you approach uh i don't know who's got the deepest pockets disney yeah oh yeah approach disney (laughs) there you go and And if you get to keep the superhuman strength if you hit it you could sweeten that pot by saying look I'll let you do a full documentary on me. If we hit this hundred thousand mark, I get to keep it, and yep. you can tell my story. Ooh. That's that's the way to do it. I think your yep. plan is is the only way to do it because I think if you try and just do odd, you know, random superhuman strength acts of strength, you know, lifting stuff up, you might earn twenty dollars oh. from a person here, hundred dollars there, but you know how much you'd have to do to earn a hundred thousand dollars? Actually, it would be super easy. We'd start up a Twitch stream with a donation, and I would just say, "Ask me, ask me what you want to destroy." That's you know not going to hurt anybody, right? And then I will just use superhuman strength to do stuff. <laughs> People's yeah, request. fifty on fifty grand. I'll, I'll I'll take your ex's car and throw it into the ocean, right from here. But you but you've got Boom. to do it in twenty four hours. So yeah, you'd have to I be can, able to get that ocean. car to you for. No, it'd be local. All you would need is one <laughs> rich person. See question number one yeah. about what's classy when you're rich, but trashy when you're poor. <laughs> oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Offer Boom. to destroy an ex's car for $100,000. Well, if you're rich. <laughs> Using super strength. Yeah. Yeah, that, that could work too. I mean, it says the stipulation that you have to earn $100,000 in the given time limit kind of kind of puts a squash on other plans because I thought, well, use that superhuman strength just to go steal it from a bank and give it, you know, give it back yeah, the next earn, day. Earn, earn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You think you could go up to, to a, a, a business or a inv- potential investor and be like, look, I need to, I need to earn $100,000 in 24 hours. Long as I earn it, I'll give you your money back and I get to keep the superhuman strength. So can you, can you float me alone? I'll, you know, I'll, I'll do some kind of task for you. I'll mow your lawn, pay me a hundred thousand dollars to do it. I'll have super strength. <laughs> mow your lawn. Something that the neighbor kid could <laughs> yeah. do. Pay me a hundred thousand dollars <laughs> to mow your lawn or uh, move yeah. that refrigerator uh, out to your garage. <laughs> so your man cave is complete I, and I'll give you, I'll give you the hundred thousand back. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think your original idea about approaching a network or something like that, or the Twitch stream, that's probably going to be your best bet. Right. 
here's the second one. Maybe this one's even better. Um, put up like a, you know, pay to fight me. <laughs> <laughs> Again, see, see question see one. Op- see how many opponents I could take on in a row. <laughs> yeah, I guess it doesn't say I have super endurance, just super strength. Right, superhuman strength, and and I get well, one you know, punch. Per, it'd be like one punch, man. I, yeah, I, I love how your two questions, question one, the first and last <laughs> question tie so well together because yep. when you're rich and offer to hold the fight club, everyone loves it. When you're poor, it just looks like that, what's that horrible, horrible YouTube channel, like bum fights or whatever? Oh, yeah. What's yeah. that? Hor- I mean, it's it's disgusting, that's, but that's that's, that's, that's what that's what fight club becomes when you're poor. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I love right. how those tied together. Yeah, I you, you had me on that one because, I Yeah. I'm thinking more of like the money aspect and not like what I could do with the strength. True. What happens if you earn your $100,000 in that 24 hours and realize you don't want it? Mm. And now you're well, stuck with it. Donate it. You can't donate your superhuman strength. Oh, I thought you meant now you don't want the money. No, no, you don't want the strength. You realize like after having it, you're like, oh man, this has some <laughs> downside that you didn't foresee yeah, I'm and now extra you're stuck awesome with again. It. <laughs> Wish I could have got flight instead. <laughs> yeah. Why didn't I get invisibility? You know, in, in today's uh, day and age, it'd probably be, I wish I could just be invincible and immune. <laughs> yeah, superhuman strength. I'm super strong, but you still can't fight. <laughs> <laughs> you just have the strength of two guys. <laughs> that that's a real consideration because superhuman just means stronger than one human yeah exactly no one ever says oh you, you think automatically like incredible hulk strong but yeah what if yep. it's like you you have the strength of like two dudes yeah like i'm gonna don't worry i'll lift this couch myself yeah i can i can move that freezer honey <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh, oh that's a good one <laughs> It's like, it reminds me of a joke. It was, um, Hercules supposedly had the strength of 10 men. Yep. So why didn't 11 guys just get together and beat the crap out of him? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hercules is a great story. He's, he's some, uh, uh, there's some wild stuff there that he doesn't always oh. necessarily look like the hero that he's made out to be. That's yeah, for sure. Looks a lot like Kevin Sorbo. Yeah. <laughs> not, not quite. <laughs> and now digital soup recommendations. My recommendation for today, I don't know why I've been doing food stuff, but, you know, a lot of people are going to be cooking at home. Yeah. And, you know, spaghetti is flown off the shelves, noodles, pastas, things like that. My item of recommendation is called the Weston Pasta Machine. And this Mm. is a manual pasta maker. It clamps to your table and you can basically roll pasta. So you can have sheets of pasta to make lasagna or you can cut it into spaghetti or fettuccine noodles with the attachments that come with it. I think it's like $35. And this one I have is, it's like a, a nice, uh, it looks like a kitchen appliance, of course. It's red, you know, shiny, painted, nice, nice looking little thing here. And you just, you basically, you know, mix your flour and your eggs and make a dough out of it. Follow any recipe that you can find on YouTube for making noodles. And you can make yourself fresh pasta, mm. which is way, way, way better Oh, yeah. And any of the dehydrated stuff that you're going to get. Plus, it cooks in like 90 seconds. It right. is awesome. So, it, it's a noticeable eggs. difference, too, in taste. Yeah. So good. 
So I've got a link to that in here. It's it's I've used this several times. It's fantastic. It's easy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also I mean, not everybody's going to want to roll pasta every day and do everything from scratch. But, you know, it, it's a it's it's fun. Family enjoys like like my kids love it when it, that comes out. They're like, oh, can I do the crank part? Well, that's that's like a great weekend meal. Like, yeah, bringing back the idea of the the traditional like family everyone together like pitching in for two hours in the kitchen like like barbecues in the summer you know same thing yep what a great idea i love that all right what's your uh what's your recommendation today well i'm gonna recommend a movie and i don't know if you've seen this or not but listeners don't worry i'm not gonna spoil it here for you if you haven't or for you adam if you haven't seen it but i'm recommending the movie knives out um you have not seen it no no, I highly recommend this. Um, it's it's directed by is it Ryan or Ryan Johnson? Rain Johnson. It's the Ruan. guy that did did the second to last Star Wars, the one you didn't like. Yeah, yeah, Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson. It, but I'll tell you what, this is it's a classic whodunit story. It, it kind of feels like Clue a little bit. Super hilarious. There, there's some really good like comedic moments in it. An amazing cast, but most importantly, it is just a masterclass in classic whodunit storytelling to the point where Uh, like how do i explain this without giving it away like we've all seen give it away give it away (laughs) give it away now hey you you wearing nothing but a sock during this quarantine also (laughs) (laughs) on one foot on one foot no but you know we've all seen movies like uh you know, murder mysteries, you know, I never seen movies. It it used to be such a huge popular genre of movie and even television show, you know, and this just brings back one that kind of old feeling is set in modern times, but the characters are hilarious. And I will say a lot of people get angry because Daniel Craig is the, one of the, like, like the main detective guy in this. And we know Daniel Craig as James Bond with that amazing British Mm -hmm. accent he has because he is British. So he's like the Sherlock Holmes. He is, yeah. He's basically the Sherlock uh-huh. Holmes. But he he puts on this accent in this film that they make fun of it in the film at multiple points. Like, what's with that KFC accent, Colonel Sanders? Like, he does the most ridiculous southern drawl, like, old-timey <laughs> southern accent. And, like, they make fun of it even in the film. So it's got a good mm. sense of humor about it, but... It is just a brilliant piece of storytelling. So good. Nice. And I, I can't, I, I, it's one of those movies you watch it, you're going to want to watch it again immediately. <laughs> All right. Even Sounds though like, you know the mystery. Yeah. It's, it's that good. Is it something that your wife also watched and enjoyed? Yep. She watched it with me and she really okay. enjoyed it as well. She said. All right. I like it. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. Knives out. Okay. Very good. Um, For the Digital Soup Spotify playlist today, I am recommending and putting in Back to the Shack by Weezer. Mm. If you haven't heard this song, Weezer came back with just a good old rock and roll song. This one is just a, it's got an awesome beat to it. Mm-hmm. And I think you'll like it. Yeah. And I, I went also classic rock. I'm going back 1981. And the reason being, is that I just needed something as a distraction and I needed to enjoy one of my all time in any song favorite guitar solo work ever. And it's a yeah, song. There's a good solo in this. There's two, yeah, today. two good. I mean, in this, this live version, it's like just amazing guitar work start to finish. But it, the song is Mr. Crowley live by Ozzy Osbourne from the album Tribute. It was the Randy Rhodes tribute album with Randy Rhodes on guitar, one of his last live performances. <laughs> Randy. 
roads. <laughs> yeah, and it it is just like the audio quality because it is a live concert from the eighties. Back then, they hadn't really perfected that technology, so it's it's still really good. But you can tell it's kind of raw live. But just one of my all time like this this would be in my top three guitar solo performances in any song I've ever heard. Nice. Yeah. yeah, it was pretty solid. I listened to this and I was like, yeah, I wasn't super in, into the song, but the the musicianship. Yeah, those solos solo came out. I was like, oh, there we go. Like yeah. as as a guitar solo goes, this is this is one of those ones that whether you play guitar or not, it makes you wish you could play a solo like that. I, I just can't imagine what that would feel like to be able to just sit down and so effortlessly, you know, put something like that together and just it, it just has to be so fun. I, yeah, yep. it, it's it's up there for me. Nice. Well, we'll be adding that one to the list. Yeah. And now a word from ourselves. Hey, super friends. As you know, we don't have any fancy sponsors, but we do have some important information for you. So listen up. First, if you want to keep up with everything we're doing here at Digital Soup, including how to find us on social media, all the ways to subscribe, and even how to support the show, head to digitalsouppodcast.com. We appreciate all of your support, including sharing Digital Soup with your friends. But if you want to do more than share, hit that button that says Patreon on the site and help support the show by becoming a Digital Soup Patreon backer. Of course, Dave and I stay busy with our own projects outside of the kitchen as well. Dave is having creativity-fueled discussions designed to motivate, inspire, and encourage you along your own adventures in creativity with the Adventures in Creativity podcast. You'll find him at AICpod.com. And if you're interested in some amazing sci-fi stories from years gone by, I've got you covered with Yesterday's Sci-Fi. These are amazing classic sci-fi stories in an audiobook format. So what are you waiting for? Head on over to YesterdaySciFi.com for all the details. Man, that's a lot, huh? Well, just remember this. DigitalSoupPodcast.com, YesterdaySciFi.com, and AICpod.com. Now then. Thank you again, all of you that are listening, for taking time to join us every week, and let's get back to the show. All right, so the biggest question of the day, what are the top 10 most metal American cryptids? Yeah. Bigfoot be danged. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Now this is one in case in case listeners in case you don't know I'm a, I'm assuming most of you do. You should. A cryptid is is basically those mythical monsters, right? Bigfoot comes to mind. And we're going to find out what 10 of the yeah. coolest it's like American versions are. Nice. Yeah, these are it's a part of cryptozoology which is a study of hidden animals. Right. Right. Well, I used to so. always read up on this stuff back in the olden days. I love this stuff. So number uh, 10, I have <laughs> sheep squatch. Yeah. I've never heard of this. What the now, heck is a sheep squatch? Well, they, uh, we're going to, this is off an article from a website called metalinjection.net. So I'm going to read their descriptions, kind of tell you a little bit about each one of these. Okay. Um, so they say, if Sasquatch is supposed to be a giant prehistoric ape, then sheep squatch is a giant sheep. Now, <laughs> according to Rosemary <laughs> huh. Ellen Guiley, who is an author of Monsters of West Virginia, so we might have seen these in Fallout 76, and yeah, I, I want to say they're in there. Um, 
the dreaded sheep squats of West Virginia and Southwestern Virginia is about the size of a bear with woolly white hair. Front paws are more like hands, while its tail <laughs> is long and without hair. Oh. <laughs> Worst of all, the sheep squatch's ugly mug has a dog-like snout and single-point horns like those of a young goat. A horned giant sheep that apparently smells like sulfur? According to their words, that's totally metal. What do you think of that? I, I didn't know much about that one. I have never heard of this. I'm trying to envision my mind. So it's got, it's the size of a bear with woolly yep. white hair. So, so I'm thinking know. like polar, well, like bear, polar bear, bear almost right now. Only kind but of with, fluffier. Like with a like polar hands bear with and a long yeah. tail. Like a rat. That's what it sounds like. Like a rat's tail with more. I'd say kill it with fire. You'd say what? Kill it with fire. <laughs> All that full, you know, fluffy, woolly white hair should go up yeah. pretty good. Actually, I'd maybe knock it out and then shear it. Yeah. So you've got like a tame it, a sheep squatch coat. But if yeah, if, if Sasquatch is a sucker for Jacklings jerky, what what do you think sheep squatch is a sucker for? Like Caesar salad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You throw some <laughs> Caesar salad out there, it'd yeah. be all over you. Okay, so never heard of that one. Even even more, I guess, there's a little more on it. I guess most of the sightings uh, have been reported in what they call the TNT area of Point Pleasant, West Virginia. I know we've seen this when we oh. were playing Fallout 76. That's Dino in there. Might. And that's also the location of uh, most of the Mothman sightings in the ah. 60s. Ah, okay. So, so yeah. Mothman, Cheap Squatch, yeah. Sasquatch, whatever. West Virginia representing, I guess. Mountain Mama, <laughs> well. take me home, <laughs> country roads. So number nine, this is the Ozark Howler. <laughs> <laughs> this one, uh, this one sounds uh, also known as the Ozark Black Howler. It's a dog of death. Ooh. Now that sounds pretty metal, right? Mm-hmm, uh, apparently mm-hmm. known for its coal black, like like coal. Uh, black fur coat, curved goat-like horns, and its howl, <laughs> described as one part wolf howl and one part elk's bugle. Very interesting. But apparently, various black dogs in British folklore, this Ozark howler may be actually something of an omen, um, the kind of thing that uh, it's a spirit warning travelers of their impending doom. So you probably, if this was real, probably don't want to hear that. Huh. Hmm. Widely considered a hoax by many cryptozoologists. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. I mean, I think that goes without saying <laughs> for most, <laughs> most on this list. <laughs> you gotta be essing me. Yeah. This is... Uh, I would this, not want to see a... Basically, we're talking about a black wolf. I'm thinking of like Harry Potter, Prisoner of Azkaban uh-huh. style wolf with curly goat horns on it. And, right. And it does this weird howl. Yeah. Yikes. That that's warning you of your impending doom. <laughs> well, of course it is. You don't want to see that. Yeah, right. What do you got for number 8? Number 8 is the T-bird. Yeah. And I'm not talking about the car. I'm talking about the mythical Thunderbird. Yeah. This is a giant supernaturally strong bird and it's a staple of Native American mythology. So, this bird apparently um is really really big yeah and i don't know what is all 
Is it just, it's a cryptid? It's not around anymore? Yeah. Well, you know, and, and they're saying, you know, seen? like they said, a huge part of Native American mythology, but in, in more recent times, people would take pictures essentially of just gigantic birds and say that they were the Thunderbird. Um, most of those are hoaxes, but a lot of this, you know, the, the legend of it, I mean, if I remember right, and I'm, I'm trying to re- recall from memory here, the Thunderbird had the ability not only was it super strong and enormous, but it could call thunder from the skies. It could do all kind, you know, like Thor in bird form, kind of. So, and it, bird and it, Thor. Yeah, if I'm wrong on that, my apologies. I don't mean to offend anyone in the, in the Native American culture. Um, but yeah, this one is huge, much more of a mythological, uh, cultural uh, type of thing. But but still. Uh, very impressive. This is one we've we've all heard about these for so long. I, I always ashamed. thought this was the mall in Virginia, Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, it still is. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Good to know. Good to know. So it's a mythological bird. Yeah. Yeah. Often associated with stormy weather, according to Wikipedia. Hmm. Hmm. Must be one of them Thunderbirds. Thunderbirds anyway. bringing the thunder boomers. <laughs> bringing the thunder. <laughs> but the number seven, the beast of Bladenboro. Yeah. Now we're back. We're back out in the East Coast. This is North Carolina. Mm. Now they have a they have a Transylvania County. It says. Uh, yeah, I see that here, and and this is the uh, from the southern county of Bladen or Bladen, whatever you called it. Um, story apparently all begins 1953. A woman living in North Carolina's swampy and pine forest rich countryside noticed an abnormally large cat was bothering her dogs. <laughs> then Mr. Meowsicans. Yeah, someone Mr. used Mr. Whiskerton was out there. Someone used that giant growth ray that we talked about earlier yep. on their cat. But then on December 31st, 1953, Bladenboro police chief Roy Forres or Fores got multiple calls about dogs being attacked all throughout the county. Some eyewitnesses claimed that a strange and very large creature had dragged the frightened dogs out into the night. One eyewitness said the animal was like a bear or a panther and was three feet long, 20 inches high with a long tail and a cat's face. You've seen a three foot long bear. Come on. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm seeing that description. It says as if this weren't bad enough, the dogs were later found drained of blood. So they're calling it a vampire beast. Now this doesn't seem, you know, 20 inches high. Three feet long, a long tail and a cat's face. It sounds a lot like a mountain lion to me. Exactly. You know, but hmm. you add in the factor that they were found drained of blood. But do, can we prove it was the cat that drained him of the blood? Well, Maybe the chupacabra showed up. It was like, hey, save some <laughs> to me. And he was from Brooklyn. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? I, I guess they're, they're saying... Uh, Based on this article here on metalinjection.net, newspaper accounts of the vampire beast brought attention from hunters all the way as far as Tennessee. Within a week, nothing to show for their trouble. They went back to their homes. But apparently, it's a Tar Heel State legend that may still be active. So watch Mm. out for a three-foot-long, 20-inch tall monster. Yep, exactly. That may look just like a mountain lion. What's that? I have seen videos on YouTube of big cats dragging away dogs. Yeah. It is frightening because dogs are awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And these cats, I, you know, one of them was like, uh, I, don't, I think it was India or something. It was uh-huh. like a jaguar. 
and it crept up the stairs to this dog that was sleeping in its bed and it put its face like right up to the dog while the dog was sleeping and then it just grabbed it and ran off. Yeah, they're, I mean, it's crazy. they're fierce. Now, I, I'm looking at a, another thing here and here's a newspaper clipping, okay, from, from uh, the Raleigh News and Observer front page article uh, where a Mrs. Kinslaw had a uh, encounter with this animal. January 5th, a large marauding cat that has killed and sucked the blood of at least seven dogs charged a woman uh, uh, here tonight, uh. but turned and fled back into a swamp when she screamed and her husband rushed onto the scene. Police Chief Roy Forbes said the animal charged into the yard of Mrs. C.E. Kinlaw when she went out onto her front porch to investigate whimpering dogs in the street. After the incident occurred, the armed posse went out to track it down and kill the vampire, swelled to some 500 people and scores of dogs. Now, she lived in a mill village near Bladenboro Mills off Highway 211, one mile west of here. Dogs were whimpering early tonight, and she went to investigate. She said it looked like a big mountain lion raced from three doors down the dirt street in front of her house to a few feet from her porch, then turned back when she screamed and her husband rushed out of the house. Hmm. Tracks in the the chief police uh, said the tracks in the dirt road were bigger than a silver dollar. Sounds to me like this was a mountain lion. <laughs> tracks bigger than a silver dollar? No way. <laughs> the wolf tracks I saw in the woods were much bigger than the silver <laughs> yeah. dollar on Saturday. Huh. And after seeing yeah, the I four bet. or five of them run past me, I can verify <laughs> they were much. Oh, you bigger. ran into more wolves? Oh, I did. I didn't tell you this story. No. Oh, I, I thought, you know, with the quarantine stuff going on, I'd, I'd get out in nature. Went out on Saturday. It was a fairly nice day, and I thought, I'm going to try and go do a little hike in the woods. Perfect conditions because it had gotten warm and cooled off, and so there's a crust on the snow so you could actually walk fairly well. Yeah. And as I get in, I see one set of wolf tracks going from where I was headed in the opposite direction, and they were pretty fresh, but I thought, oh, that's fine. They're going, you know, one set, one wolf by itself, going the opposite direction, not worried about it. I had a gun, so I wasn't too worried. And so I kept going. About 20 minutes into my walk, I come across some more tracks, and there was, uh, I couldn't tell exactly how many. It looked like three, four, five different sets of tracks Mm. cruising right into where I was going. And they were real fresh, and I was like, oh, man. Well, let me tell you, I went up about another 20 yards roughly, because there's a spot where I could stand and kind of look out over this area and, you know, see if anything was moving because they were so fresh. Yeah. I figured I might see them. Well, I'm standing there. I wasn't, I wasn't there for 15 seconds and they came, I was looking out kind of facing North over this area and they came from my right. So from East to West, right in front of my face. And there, there was four or five. I couldn't tell because they were running and trotting through there and in pretty thick brush maybe 30 yards away. Ooh. So I, I, you know, immediately I, I drew my gun cause I, I had a pistol with me and was like, Oh crap. <laughs> you know, and mm-hmm. it, it, I got a little, little spooked and I just didn't move. I waited. I had the gun drawn and thankfully they, they kind of kept heading West the direction they were heading. But needless to say, I cut my walk short because if they were milling around that close, I didn't need yep. to give them any reason to think I was an easy snack. So I got out of there. No, yikes. The Jeez. beast the beast of Iron Range and Burrow. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> were they maybe three feet long? They were more than that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I would guess each one of these oh. were 
Easily oh, spe- hundred plus pounds. Speaking, oh geez, that's big. Mm-hmm. Speaking of uh, of wolves, number yeah. six, the loop garou. Yeah, kind of like here, the loop de loo. Okay. While werewolves can exist anywhere, only the loop garou prowls Louisiana's foreboding bayou country. Mm. With Bayou Billy, <laughs> video game from the NES. Oh yeah. Described as a creature with the body of an incredible hirsute. Okay, what is hirsute? H-I-R-S-U-T-E. That's a good question. Keep up your description. Keep going with that and I'll look it up. Okay. Of an incredible hirsute man and the head of either a wolf or a dog, the loop guru probably came to Louisiana via settlers from French Canada. Ah. Hirsute. Hirsute is an adjective, literary, humorous, meaning hairy. As an example, they're hirsute chests. So large hairy man. Somebody got their dictionary out. Yeah, right. Um, so according to the superstitions, the loop guru was a type of punishment for the French-speaking Catholics who didn't adhere to the rules of Lent. Whoa. Whoa. No kidding. It could also be a type of vampiric curse that could be passed between I, I individuals. I call BS on that. <laughs> a werewolf cannot be a vampire curse. They are mortal enemies. The yeah, lichen, that's true. Lycan and the vampires are mortal enemies. It, it could be a curse, not a vampiric <laughs> curse, though. Okay, so whether or not the loop guru is a fictional boogeyman conjured up to warn little Pierre and Marie of a, or a real shapeshifter, this is according to this article, again, yeah. on metalinjection.net. This is hilarious. I love this It's one. as much as part of Louisiana as I hate God, which is E-Y-E-H-A-T-G-O-D. I don't know what that is. I have no idea. And I'm not saying that I... Hate God. Right. Uh, crowbar and goat whore, <laughs> which makes it very metal. Metal. I don't know what any of those things are. I don't know either, but uh, the loop guru interesting. sounds interesting, except for the part about the vampire. Yeah. Okay. Let's maybe we'll find something I've heard of here because I've well, looked at crypto, cryptozoology, not cryptography, the art of <laughs> encrypting data, <laughs> <laughs> the art, the art of puzzles and right. Um, what what do we got for number five? Number five, the Lake Worth monster. Now, this one, they've got a little bit of a story. I'll read it to you again. Uh, In the humid summer of 1969, residents of Tarrant County, Texas. Got their first real six string. Yeah. (laughs) Got it at the five and dime. Uh, The residents of Tarrant County, Texas started going ape over a supposed goat man near Greer Island. July 9th, a couple of teenagers claimed some unknown savage beast attacked their car and even tried to pry a girl away out into the night. Now, the creature, which they said looked part man and part goat, supposedly sported scales and long bird-like talons. Now, I'm going to pause right there. Part man and part goat. What part of either of those things includes scales and long bird-like talons? Why are they saying it looked like part man and part goat and avoiding the fact that it was scaled like an amphibian and had talons? Maybe they said it, maybe they reported it wrong and it had talents. Like talents. Like a juggle. Bird-like talents. So it like strutted and <laughs> oh, bobbed its yep, head it like could, a chicken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it could fly. It could sing a song. Okay. I'm a cracker. I'm going right. to murder you. <laughs> All right. So the eyewitness reports... Um, along with a big gash left on the side of the teenager's vehicle, helped stir up plenty of eager Texans with quick, quick trigger fingers. We've never heard Texas have that reputation before. 
Um, the next night, the miffed creature threw tires at the onlookers and would-be hunters until it was chased away by deputies. <laughs> where, where did it get tires? So this thing is part man, part goat with l- scales and talons. And the first night it opens up, you know, tears open the side of this teenager's car. The second night it's just throwing tires at people. Okay. Um, Goes on to say with so many newspaper reporters and amateurs alike around Greer Island, a picture was bound to be taken. And in October of 1969, Alan Plaster, is that a real name? Maybe he was plastered when he took it. Um, He snapped a photo of what is reportedly the Lake Worth monster, a large, all-white Texas version of Sasquatch. The Lake Worth monster can today be seen leading the popular band, the Texas Hippie Coalition. And in 1999, KDFW-TV report went a long ways towards explaining away the events of 69 as a prank. Some doubts still remain. Now... And they say it can be seen leading this band. If you click on it, there's a YouTube video that's going to pop up for you. What? And this guy that's singing <laughs> is, um, how would you put it? Um, he, he's a big, heavy set white dude. Reminds me of Pantera. Their music's heavy. Cowboy hat, long hair. Looks nothing like they're saying, so I'm not sure why. They say this creature is leading this band, but it looks like a pretty cool metal band. So maybe that's just what he took as his name. <laughs> Wait, is this <laughs> a large all-white Texas version of Sasquatch? It can be seen leading up. Right. Are they just making fun of one of their friends in the article? Yeah, I don't know. But apparently (laughs) the story was from back in the 60s. And I'm thinking this metal band was like, that's us. I am the Lake Worth monster. (laughs) But yeah. The other thing to note in this article, it's after the the Texas quick trigger fingers. It says, the next night, the miffed creature threw tires at the onlookers and would-be hunters until it was chased away by sheriff's deputies. This is totally a person. They only ran when the cops showed up. (laughs) Right. It's got to be like some some dude. The kid probably was out drinking, smashed his car, and then some big dude was out there and like terrorizing these kids. He was going to, you know, steal a girl out into the night because he probably had a trapper shack out there or something and and then the, you know the kids got away and then the police came and he's throwing tires i mean let, let me ask you this throwing tires at the onlookers the way that sentence is written makes it sound like this went on for an hour just constant tires flying through the night sky yep when's he gonna run out maybe he was throwing barrels to stop <laughs> mario from getting yeah. the princess back. i mean what was this what was this thing happening at a tire recycling center where there's just a mound of tires <laughs> i uh, don't know i don't know about that one all right all right beast of bray road is number four i have heard so of this, this one. Oh yeah this one uh I, i've got a, a personal story to actually tell about this mm. And I'll get to that. But first, Wisconsin is known for this werewolf called the Beast of Bray Road. Where? Because of Wisconsin. Oh, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Because of numerous sightings on or around Bray Road in the rural town of Elkhorn, Mm -hmm. this monstrosity is known for being large, having dark brown fur and pointy ears. Originally seen sometime in 1989, it's become a national phenomenon. There's even a terrible, horrible, no good, very bad movie made about it. (laughs) Next super review? Um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, I might have to check that out. The Beast of Bray Road. I remember seeing a news article about this on on TV once, maybe when I was just out of college. 
and they showed like people drawing that drew it. Mm-hmm. And, and I actually, a shudder ran through me when I, when I saw the drawings and stuff, because so I grew up on the iron range, just like you are mm-hmm. currently. And we had seven acres of nothing but forest on it for our property out right. by, by Wabak Township. Um, no family, no any there, no family is there anymore, but sure. this was the iron range folks is thick woods. I mean, right. Right. There's national forest up there. It's, you can get lost out there big time. It's not like, you know, down South here where it's like, if you go in the woods, you just keep walking another mile and you're in a farm field. Right. This is, this is different. This is packed woods. And our, our house was out in the middle of the woods. So I was a kid, probably 12 years old, and I had my BB gun out and I was kind of walking around the woods on our property just for fun, mm-hmm. you know, pretending I was cool or, you know, shooting at leaves and stuff that I couldn't <laughs> hit. And um, I heard this loud, like, sound off in the distance and I didn't think anything of it. Right. And then I heard it again, like closer. Okay. And I have no idea. And I can see my house through the trees still. Sure. But um, all of a sudden I see something out of the corner of my eye just moving fast through the woods. And we're talking something that was eight or nine feet tall through the trees. At first, like out of the, out of my peripheral vision, I swore that it was like a huge bird flying in the trees. Sure. But the sound it was making as I went through the woods, it was just crashing through. So it's like, just barreling through the woods, this huge thing, whatever it was. And it was, and I had, I've seen bears, I've seen moose, I've seen deer, I've seen it all as a kid up there. And uh, actually moose, not so much, but this was definitely not a moose. I've seen them, but not like right on my, around our property before. Sure. And I instinctively had just suddenly just the worst fear came over me. And I, I, I hit the deck like into the ferns. Like I didn't want this, whatever this was to see me. Hmm. And all of a sudden my dog, who was like a, a Norwegian elk hound, German shepherd mix just came tearing out in the woods, just, rawr, 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 you mm-hmm. know, out towards whatever this this thing was never saw it again but i just remember it being like it was some large thing you know Mm -hmm. i didn't think bigfoot right um you know and i couldn't see any fangs or anything that detailed you know stuff like that but there was just this huge eight or nine foot like dark dark brown or black creature that man barreled through the woods past (laughs) my property that is wild to this day, I start, I think about it still. And I'm like, I wonder what the heck that was. You know, <laughs> if I could go back in time and like record whatever that was and analyze it. Yeah. Cause I, I don't know. I told my parents and they're like, yeah, it was a bear, like a bear on its hind legs is running. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Bear bears will get up on, on two feet. Yep. But they don't usually, they, they may walk a few steps, but they're not going to run that way. Yeah, that's another one of those scenes that I can still see vividly, vividly in my mind. And I just, when I saw the news report and they showed this thing, what it looked like, right. I, I initially was like, oh my gosh, that reminds me of what I saw as a kid. And it was about the same time. We're talking like, this is around 1989, but this is probably sure. like 1990 that okay. this happened, 1990, 91. Sure. Yeah. And so, see, when I look it up on, on uh, the old Wikipedia... Which you know, yeah, take with a grain of Wikipedia. take with a grain of salt because we know the the dangers of Wikipedia. But apparently, this was first reported in 1936, and then mm. had sightings. There was a rash of sightings in the late 80s and early 90s. And the the uh, journalist that covered this, that Linda Godfrey, apparently came out with a book that I really want to read now. It's called "The Beast of Bray Road: Tailing Wisconsin's Werewolf." Um, explanations there, a description, 
by by witnesses say it's a bear-like creature, a hairy biped resembling Bigfoot, and uh, two to four feet tall when on all fours and seven feet tall standing up, intelligent werewolf-like creature able to walk on its hind legs, weighing probably four to 700 pounds, also said its fur is a brown-gray color resembling a dog or a bear, but mm. yeah. You know what? Now that you mentioned that name, I think mm-hmm. she was interviewed on this news article, and I think I emailed her. Oh, really? Back then, I'm pretty sure because I remember emailing somebody like an author of a book about it. Yeah, and yeah, this was 2003. Yeah, that yeah. would have been like a couple of years after I got out of college. Yeah. Um, and I remember emailing her, and she, I, th- I remember her asking if it had, you know, like did it have sharp teeth and claws and all, you know, all these right. stuff. I'm like, I have no idea. And I remember her just going, "Well, maybe you saw Bigfoot." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, could be. I don't think it's. I don't think he was looking for Jack Link's jerky. Yeah, there. right. I guess there's a couple of animal-based theories that have been proposed. Some saying it's an undiscovered variety of wild dog, um, a wahila said to be a giant prehistoric wolf similar to Amarok, or a wolf mm. dog or koi dog. Um, also, let's see sightings in Wisconsin. There was a rash of similar encounters in Michigan. And following the release of The Legend, a popular song about the Michigan Dog Man in 1987, um, the author received dozens of reports, including photograph and film evidence. No link, though. And in the, there must be a TV sh- a series called Legend Hunters. Um, mm-hmm. Apparently, season one, episode three, they pointed out that it probably was just a bear suffering from mange. Ah. <laughs> Which, Have you ever, I've seen a picture of that. That's... You could mistake that for a wolf if a werewolf that was standing up, I guarantee. Sure, yeah. Absolutely. That's a wild one. It hits close to home, sort of, for us. So, Yeah, it was real interesting because, I mean, Wisconsin and northern Minnesota, we're not. it's not that far apart. Mm-hmm. No. You know, geographically speaking, we're still in the same ballpark. But right. Who knows? Hmm. I just, I, I never heard, I never heard noises like that. I've never seen anything mm-hmm. like it. But That's wild. Uh, let's move on to the next one, which is. The Flatwoods Monster. Yeah. So um, we're back in West Virginia, folks. <laughs> we're talking figure. about how Fallout 76 apparently has nailed all these cryptids. <laughs> right. Now, this one apparently t- first touched Earth on September 12, 1952. Apparently, young residents of Flatwoods, West Virginia, saw what they believed to be a fiery UFO spacecraft land on a nearby hilltop. Now, that brings an interesting question. Can a cryptid be an alien? I don't know if, if that crossover ah. happens. I don't know. Uh, apparently, they went what to crossover? investigate. They were met with a gross, nauseating fog, a disturbing hiss, and a large creature with bright, unnatural eyes. <laughs> That's just my Uncle Carl. <laughs> <laughs> He's been hitting the moonshine. Yep. Uh, <laughs> That's, he let one go out there. It was... right. Now, apparently there were some sketches that came out that, you know, people thought, yeah, that guy, that thing probably stunk like crazy. But not long after surviving the encounter with the stinky alien, many of the boys involved became inexplicably sick, which they, of course, blamed on the monster. Now, at that time, UFOs and aliens were super popular, very plausible. They, uh, in Braxton County, they, those boys might have been under the undue influence, uh, influence of too many movies. Um but yeah, it sounds like there was uh, basically some kind of alien being that landed super stinky and made these boys sick. What are the odds they got into Uncle Carl's moonshine and it was him they saw? Yeah. Ran in another one of them stink aliens. 
Right. Not long after. You know, I mean, you wonder, was it next you, day, a week later? I don't know. But if you look at the picture of this thing, uh-huh. that would be scary as all get out to see right. in the woods. So you would, how would you explain this thing? Um, I would, I would, exp- I would say it looks almost like a gray alien, except all black wearing a dress. And it has like a, like a lily pad shaped like a, a hood queen of it. spades, like the spade, you know, on the deck of cards yeah. shaped hood. Yeah. L- look it up on, on the Google internet search. Yeah. Flatwoods monster. You'll find a picture of the, of the drawing of this thing. Yeah. <laughs> this, I, I, I hadn't heard of this. West Virginia though, seems ripe for these things, which. Yeah. Lots going on over there. Yeah. It's a hot spot. Oof. So first we had sheep squatch. Yep. And Sasquatch. And then we had Baywatch. Yeah. But now we have Bat Squatch. <laughs> I'm Bat Squatch. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> okay. okay. This first line. I'm a I'm gonna, sidekick Robin Squatch. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to let you th- explain this one, but I've got to read this first line. First Sheep Squatch, now Bat Squatch. Clearly Sasquatch gets around. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. He's a furry. Oh, man. <laughs> So Bat Squatch is a flying cryptid first seen around Washington's Mount St. Helens in the early 1980s. And most descriptions of it talk about a flying simian with the large membranous wings of a bat, a horrid yellow baritone yell, uh, horrid, I'm sorry, a horrid baritone yell and purple skin. Okay. Hmm. Now, so is this one of those monkeys from uh, Wizard of Oz? Yeah, or? right. I'm looking at this. They're saying about nine feet tall. Mm. Um, <laughs> and little evidence that it exists. With mm. yeah, it, it's only had a few scarce reputable sightings. Now, what is that? What is a reputable sighting when you're talking about a, a bat squatch? Like, what makes your one person's account credible and reputable versus another? Oh, well, maybe you're not the one that always has the the. And hey, you know what I saw today? <laughs> not again, Steve. So this this other, it's not in the same article. I looked it up here. It's uh, on some other website. It says, was it a Bigfoot hybrid or something that dropped through a rift that was opened up in the fury of the Mount St. Helens eruption of Sunday? Yeah, it's all like a demon almost. Yeah. Because the way they, you know, there's a small drawing of it on the site I'm looking at. And it, it does look like some kind of giant, you know, muscular man-like thing. It's been jacked. Yeah. It doesn't look like it's covered in hair like a Sasquatch. And then it's got the bat wings. Um, that is bonkers. Now here, here's a, uh, a hiker that reported a close encounter with bat squats. Okay. Mm-hmm. Calls up, uh, Paul Dale Roberts posted on the site, unexplained mysteries an encounter recounted to him by some hikers at Mount Shasta. Uh, caller, me and my friend were hiking around Mount Shasta and out of one of the crevices flew out this big creature. I mean, this thing was huge. It was as tall as a man, as stocky as Hulk Hogan and had leathery wings. I believe the wingspan was at least 50 feet from one end to the other. I was holding up. Yeah. 50 feet. That's a long ways. Even for someone the size of Hulk Hogan, (laughs) I was holding up my camera, was paralyzed with fear as this thing flew by. I didn't get a picture. Sorry. What do you think this might be? Could it have been a pterodactyl? It was flying or gliding fast. It seemed to have a head of a bat. Thinking about it, it doesn't have the head of a pterodactyl. I just saw a picture of a pterodactyl and the heads are not similar. I would think if it had the, it had the head of a bat or maybe more like a fox, the thing finally flew into a clump of trees and vanished. 
And then it goes on saying, you know, I heard you guys might want to go back out there and look for this thing, whatever else. So that was April 2009. <laughs> I like the end of the article. It says, um, despite the, the hiker's assertion, he took pictures of the real bat squatch in 94. No mm-hmm. images of the winged beast exist. Cry not. Basquatch is Batsquatch is doing all right with his day gig as a model for dudes in Pantera shirts who like to draw. <laughs> I'm gonna draw a Batsquatch. Yes. <laughs> all right, here we are at number one, Dave. What do we got? Have you ever heard of number one? This is the Jersey yes. Devil. This is one I've heard quite a bit about over the years from uh, the guys over at the Tell 'Em Steve Dave podcast. They're all from New Jersey. And so it's one that uh, probably pretty well known, you know, it's got a lot of origin myths. They're saying it could be a demonic heir of the wealthy, um, ancient Looks spirit. Like a bat squatch. Yeah. Ancient spirit feared by the L- Lenape tribe. Um, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. The original inhabitants of New Jersey. Um, but it apparently still haunts the Pine Barrens, a, a big uh forest out there as a chimeric monster with bat wings, a horse's head, a dragon's tail, and other wonderful bits, it says. Um, <laughs> now, this one is other interesting. Other wonderful bits. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> interesting okay. with the Jersey Devil, because most accounts I've heard of this, he, he, it's not a large creature, is it? I mean, usually it sounds like it's kind of a a, a smaller you know, not tiny, but smaller, but the way they talk about this, like it's very, very big. Hmm. What have you heard? Um, not much. I actually had a Wikipedia again. I just knew the name. Okay. Um, looks like it was blamed for a lot of livestock killings and stuff like that, but it's got like a horse's head. So I imagine it's actually maybe a little smaller than a horse. Yeah. Which would probably have a lot of trouble flying. Yeah. <laughs> Without that 50 foot wingspan of the other <laughs> one. But. Well, the, the, the origins mother leads 13th child. So this is popular folklore. Jersey devil originated with a pine barrens residence name resident named Jane Leeds, known as mother Leeds. legend states that mother Leeds had 12 children. And after finding she was pregnant for the 13th time, cursed the child in frustration, crying that the child would be the devil. During 1735, Mother Leeds was in labor on a stormy night while her friends gathered around her. Born as a normal child, the 13th child changed to a creature with hooves, a goat's head, bat wings, and a forked tail. Growling and <laughs> Thanks, screaming. Mom. Yeah. Growling and screaming, it beat everyone with its tail before flying up the chimney and heading into the pines. In some <laughs> versions of the tale, Mother Leeds was supposedly a okay. witch, and the child's father was the devil himself. While some versions of the legend also state there was a there was subsequently an attempt by local clergymen to exorcise the creature from the Pine Barrens. So kind wow. of a uh, very old school. This might be one of the oldest dating ones. I mean, back in the 1700s is where we got the origins. This is one of the bigger, more popular names on this list, aside from Bigfoot. Um a lot of descriptions saying kind of a kangaroo-like or wyvern-like, you know, dragon-like creature with a goat or horse head, a leathery bat-like combo wings. animals today. Yeah. I and mean, that's an th- interesting thing with a lot of these is that they seem to, you know, be mashups of, uh, <laughs> you know, different animals. <laughs> Greatest hits. Yeah. 
Well, these parts weren't being used. I'll glue them together. Right. Well, here's here's a couple. Uh, this is based on the Wikipedia entry for it. A couple reported encounters. Uh, according to legend, while Vils visiting the Hanover Mill Works to inspect his cannonballs being forged, Commodore Stephen Decatur sighted a flying creature and fired a cannonball directly upon it to no effect. Uh, Joseph Bonaparte, elder brother of Napoleon, is also claimed to have seen the Jersey Devil while hunting on his border town estate in about 1820. During 1840, the Jersey Devil was blamed for several livestock killings. Similar attacks reported 1841, accompanied by tracks and screams. <laughs> There's uh, no way you're shooting an animal with a cannon. <laughs> and I'm it, sorry. The, the cannonball and, and just it hits it, it and drops. Yeah. There, <laughs> cannon. Nope. <laughs> So this guy's so full of it. Yeah, so here we go. In in Greenwich during December 1925, a local farmer shot an unidentified animal as it attempted to steal his chickens and then photographed the corpse. Afterward, he claimed that none of 100 people he showed it to could identify it. On July 27, 1937, an unknown animal with red eyes seen by the residents of Downington, Pennsylvania, was compared to the Jersey Devil by a reporter... For the Pennsylvania Bulletin, on uh, 51, a group of Gibbstown, New Jersey boys claimed to have seen a monster matching the devil's description, and claims of a corpse matching the Jersey Devil's description arose in 1957. During 1960, tracks and noises were heard that were claimed to be from it, and same year, merchants around Camden offered a $10,000 reward for the capture of it, even offering to build a private zoo to house the creature if it was captured. I mean... <laughs> Who knows what this was back in, you know, this, this took place in the, the early 1700s. Yeah. So there's, there is an actual bat called the big lipped bat. Yeah. The hammerhead bat. Mm-hmm. And it falls into the mega bat category. Right. Which is exactly what you think it is. It's a massive bat mm-hmm. and its head is sort of horse shaped. Yeah. Yeah, um, it is. Now that you say that. Yep. So, I mean, they're. Could be something there. Yeah. Um, well, and you know, obviously we're we're not going to be covering the classic cryptids, Loch Ness Monster, Megalodon, Bigfoot. Well, not you know, this week. Lake monsters are those are fascinating. <laughs> you just never tell. Yeah. But there, yeah, that's that's an interesting one, the Jersey yeah. Devil. Jersey Devil is cool. Like, there's there's a ton of uh ton of references to it, you know, and, and stuff you can find if you want to learn more about it. Um but of course, most popularly, popularly can't speak. It is the mascot of the New Jersey Devils hockey team. True, 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 true. Yeah, hmm. good list. Well, that's, yeah, that's a good list. I like that. Yeah, something well, different. That is a little something different. We're gonna have a different list next week as well. That's right, um, folks. Hope you enjoyed our our questions and answers today, and some of our recommendations and stuff. Be sure to check out some of those YouTube channels mm-hmm. from all of us at the Digital Soup Podcast. All of you guys. Have an awesome week. Absolutely. Take care, guys. And remember, if you have a question you want us to answer, send it over. We'll tackle it. Take care, guys. Thank you for joining us. And come back next week for another cracking episode of the Digital Soup Podcast. This has been a Digital Soup production.